ഹസ്തി to manage one's temper and exhibit moderation. Linguist and scholar Al-Raghib al-Isfahani states that hilm is self-control and tempering of anger. By and large, this attribute is understood as being measured in one's reaction and not hasty. Allah as Al-Halim is the most kind, serene and gentle. He does not rush to punish people for their sins, granting them the opportunity to repent so he may forgive. Al-Halim continues to bless people despite their sins, giving them respite to reflect and return to him. Al-Ghazali defines Allah's name Al-Halim as the one who does not react out of anger to disobedience, nor is hasty in punishment, even though he is capable of punishing then and there. Ibn Qayyim describes Al-Halim as the one who grants a grace period to the wrongdoer and does not punish him or her immediately, even though he is capable of it. Hilm, it's important to understand, is a, is a measure of control despite having the right and the power to act out. Allah has the right and power to punish, yet he practices forbearance and restraint. Al-Halim then is the one who witnesses disobedience to him, yet restrains his anger. He does not let his displeasure or anger incite him in the moment. He isn't hasty. He doesn't rush to punish when he has all the power and the right to do so. He isn't reckless. Rather, he is one who is patient with his creation. In Surah Nahal, which is Surah number 16, Ayah number 61, we read, If Allah were to punish men for their wrongdoing, he would not leave in the earth a single living creature. But he gives them respite for a stated term. When their term expires, they will not be able to delay the punishment for a single hour, just as they would not be able to bring it forward. An almost identical ayah appears in Surah Fatir, which is Surah number 35. Ayah number 45 reads, If Allah were to punish men for their wrongdoing, he would not leave on the earth a single living creature, but he gives them respite for a stated term. When their term expires, then indeed has Allah ever been of his servants seeing. These ayahs are testimony to the fact that Allah, Al-Halim, does not always immediately punish for disobedience. Most scholars, by and large, emphasize with regards to Allah's hilm two points. Number one, Allah's lack of haste. Anything from Allah is measured and it's from a place of wisdom. And number two is Allah's capability, which should humble us. Al-Halim as a proper noun appears about 11 times in the Quran twice in Surah Baqarah alone and it is used in conjunction with Al-Ghafur and also with Al-Alim Allah's hilm is the reason why he doesn't destroy anyone who disbelieves in him there is a hadith qudsi which again a reminder hadith qudsi is a hadith narrated by Rasulullah directly in Allah's words the son of Adam has cursed me and he should not have done that and he disbelieved in me and he should not have done that he cursed me when he said that i have a son and he disbelieved in me when i said i can recreate him from scratch yet allah does not punish them for their cursing or the disbelieving it is allah's hilm that prevents him from annihilating disbelievers and it is also allah's hilm that prevents him from annihilating oppressors or the zalimin 
Of course, we cannot take any one attribute of Allah and try to understand his actions. We know where Allah is Al-Halim. We also know that he is just and he is swift in taking account. So we know that the punishment in the Akhirah is way more severe, severe than anything that can be in this dunya. The fire of Akhirah is 70 times hotter than the fire of this dunya. There is a story that was narrated by Ustad Bajur about a man who lived at the time of Ibn Hajjaj, who was one of the most despised and ruthless governors of all time. He was governor during the Umayyad Caliphate during the seventh, uh, late 7th, early 8th century. And his mere mention would evoke fear in people because he was as ruthless as he was. Now a pious man who lived at that time happened to walk out of his house one day and when he came down to the town square, he saw that an innocent man had been murdered. He was hung in the town square. And he felt so saddened by the sight that he just raised his head to the sky and he said, Inna hilmika zalimin qad adarra bil mazlumin. That, O oh Allah, your hilm towards the zalimin is harming the mazlumin. That night, that man had a dream in which he saw the man that he saw murdered in the town square in the most beautiful gardens. And he saw himself conversing with Allah. And in his dream, Allah tells him, Hilmi ala zalimin ahallal mazlumin fi ala illiyin. Allah tells him, my hilm on the zalimin lets the mazlumin get to the highest place in Iliyin. Iliyin, for those who may not know, is a Quranic term referring to the most high places uh, above the Jannahs. It's closest to the throne of Allah. SubhanAllah. Now, hilm among people is deeply flawed. It's vulnerable to circumstances. For example, during sickness, we may be more irritable and short-tempered than we may be otherwise or in a fit of rage. We may have less control when we are very, very enraged or during hardship. And people's helm can also be selective. You know, we might be Haleem towards one person, but not so much towards another. And a person also may be forbearing because they don't have the power to do anything otherwise. Allah's helm, on the other hand, is perfect. It is boundless. It is infinite. It's invulnerable to any factors. Allah is always Haleem. His hilm is perfect as it is coupled with wisdom, purpose and knowledge. How then do we implement this attribute in our lives? How do we become Abdul Halim? Number one, be Halim towards others. Ibn Abbas reported Rasulullah said to Ashaj Abdul Qais, Verily, you have two qualities, beloved to Allah. They are forbearance and patience. In a different narration, it was said that it's forbearance and modesty. In yet another narration, it said forbearance and steadiness. Regardless, we know that Allah loves forbearance. We learn from prophetic examples. It says in the Quran in Surah Tawbah, which is Surah number 9, Ayah 114, Inna Ibrahima la awwahun halim. Surely, Ibrahim was most tender-hearted and forbearing, and we know how... Ibrahim salam, is adored and loved by Allah. So the more hilm that we show towards others, the more hilm we shall receive from Al-Halim. We must practice developing forbearance. And one way to do that is to suppress our anger for the sake of Allah. Holding back anger when you are in a position to express it is hilm. 
The second uh, way that we can implement this is by never taking advantage of Allah's forbearance. If one continues sinful practices and yet continues to receive blessings from Allah, they should be very concerned because the punishment in the hereafter is way worse than any punishment in this dunya. In Surah Kalam, which is Surah number 68, Ayah number 33, Allah, when referring to a group of men who inherited a garden and they did not wish to share its produce with the needy, Allah destroyed their garden and said, such is the punishment in this life, but greater still is the punishment of the hereafter, if only they knew. The third way that we can implement this is by being an excellent example of clemency and leniency, especially towards wrongdoing people. One must never assume superiority because that would be construed as arrogance, which is most despised by Allah. Instead, any guidance that you may offer, let it be only for the sake of Allah, and that too must be delivered kindly and gently. In Surah Taha, which is Surah number 20, Ayahs 43 and 44, when commanding Hazrat Musa and Harun salam, Allah says, Go both of you to Fir'aun, for he has exceeded all bounds. Speak to him gently, so that he may take heed or fear Allah. Fir'aun was one of the most despised people by Allah, so much so that he's made, them, made him an ibrath for all of mankind. Yet, even he was told to be addressed gently. There is also a hadith about Rasulullah as he said to Aisha, عنها, Show gentleness, for if gentleness is found in anything, it beautifies it. And when it is removed, it damages it. So be gentle, be generous with compliments. In Surah Baqarah, we are told in Ayah 263 that kind speech and forgiveness are better than charity followed by injury. And Allah is ghaniyun halim, free of need and forbearing. So we must recognize Allah's forbearance and we must extend it to others. Number four. We must be grateful for the hilm of Allah. It behooves anyone to be grateful towards someone who overlooks our faults and mistakes. And when we recognize the extreme and intense forbearance of Allah, we must feel immense gratitude towards him. And the best way to express this gratitude for Allah's hilm is to take the opportunity to mend our actions and our hearts. And lastly, we must make dua for Allah's hilm. We must ask Allah for his forbearance for ourselves and our loved ones. Prophet is known to have made this dua profusely during difficult times. La ilaha illallah al-azim al-halim. La ilaha illallah rabbul arsh al-azim. La ilaha illallah rabbul samawati wa rabbul ard. La ilaha illallah rabbul arsh al-kareem. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah the majestic, the most forbearing. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah the Lord of the tremendous throne. None has the right to be worshipped but Allah the Lord of the heavens and the Lord of the honourable throne. Let us make this dua ourselves. O oh Allah al-Halim, we know you are the most forbearing and you delay and cancel your punishment with great wisdom. Protect us from taking advantage of your hilm and persisting in bad deeds. Help us return to you if and when we happen to sin. Adorn us with gratitude for your forbearance and make us those who are forbearing and kind to others. Ameen. I leave you with that today. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika shadu Allah ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glory is to you, Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you.